May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are happy to have Faithful Counseling sponsor our episodes all month long. Life is hard, and often incredibly so. Between work, schooling, parenting, relationships, and a whole host of other stressors, life can even feel unbearable. I have found that talking with a licensed and trained professional can help ease that burden. Faithful Counseling is a Christian counseling service with thousands of trained therapists across all 50 states. They are accessible through video or phone session and even chat and text. With therapists who specialize in stress, anxiety, trauma, family conflicts, and more, there's definitely a therapist for you. You can stop or switch therapists at any time. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. And they even have a special offer for listeners. Those who go to faithfulcounseling.com T-G-A-T receive 10% off their first month. You want to be the best version of yourself, and Faithful Counseling wants to help. Thank you again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring the Gospel According to podcast for the month of May. Welcome to the Gospel According to podcast, the first and only podcast looking at the intersection of pop culture and the Christian faith. I'm your host, Dan O'Rourke, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. You may know him as where the grass is always greener. That's Dave Hallahan. <laughs> That's me. After watching Ted Lasso, I'm just a very optimistic guy now. So yeah. the grass is always greener right here. We don't have to go on the other side of the fence. Here's where the grass is green. And Dave, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, begin the podcast by wishing you a happy Arbor Day. Oh, yes, of course. Happy Arbor Day to you. Uh, and we're only a few weeks removed from Earth Day. And so the tone guess, in your uh, voice made it seem like you didn't know it was Arbor Day, Dave. I did not know that it was Arbor Day today. I, not I didn't plant planting a tree. I, I did not plant a tree today. I apologize to the earth. Hopefully you didn't cut down a tree. No, I assure you I did not cut down any trees either. That would be the ultimate Arbor Day. <laughs> uh, resist, act of Re resistance, I guess. Or, uh... <laughs> Protesting Arbor Day. Yes. yes. Chainsaw crazy going around. Just going around, chopping down people's trees. That'd be aggressive. More aggressive than I think I'm going to be when it comes to Arbor Day. Well, my daughter Iris, that she planted a tree. Her school, her mm. school, her class, or whatever, planted a tree today. And you just imagine people going up to these ceremonies as soon as they plant <laughs> the tree, just be like, Rrr. yeah, that's funny. We do have the girls. Uh, I guess around it probably started like the week of Earth Day. I guess they talked about it, but the girls at their preschool, the younger two, they have planted. I don't even know what they planted. They planted something and it's growing in our house and they water it every day and it's starting to like sprout up. So I guess I'll find out soon what it is, but they, they did plant something, cannabis? but it wasn't today. Cannabis? <laughs> yes, it's cannabis. Here we will find out as the police officers knock on your door <laughs> and they are, uh... are you not allowed to grow your own cannabis? Is that still not legal? I don't know. Uh, I don't know the rules. There's probably like a limit of it. So yeah. Maybe just one, one plant. What? Yep. Well, I got two. Uh oh, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> double the limit. Oh no. But we are in the spring season, and I I've been reminded mm. uh uh as we posted something on youth group memes uh, mm. about summer coming up, and I had multiple people 
from the southern hemisphere saying, no, it's not. Winter is coming up. Ah, they live yes, on the yes. other side of the world, Dave. An international audience. You have to be careful. It's your East yeah. Coast American bias coming through. It, it did show. I, I felt... Um, not a lot, but a little bit of uh, you know, <laughs> you, you see, you see your uh, your world lens, and it's shaking a little bit because it's true. Yeah, that's the only the only summer I've ever known is June through August, and so. Yep. Yeah, we have. I guess is Guatemala south enough to be opposite seasons, or no? No, I mean they're by the equator, so they're just kind of they, they have a rainy out. season and a non-rainy yeah. season. Yeah, my brother spent time in Uganda. They're kind of the same way. They have rainy season and not. Um, but we do. We have a, a mutual friend who lives in Australia. So if you're out there, Alan Reed, let us know. Comment. Hit us up in the hit us up in the comments. But it is springtime for us in yes. the northern hemisphere. And what is what comes with spring, Dave? Pollen and sneezing, Allergies. and itchy eyes and. Cotton mouth and all the the fun of that. We need it's to brutal. get clear eyes as a sponsor. For dry eyes, use clear eyes. Yeah, Ben Stein's still kicking. Can we get him to do an ad read for us? I don't know. Try to win his money. We could. Uh, do you suffer, Dan, from seasonal allergies? I do. I yeah, think. they're the and, worst. You know, this is the gospel according to yard work. And so yes, the times yes. when I'm outside and I am raking leaves or I'm doing things like that. And then the next day I'm like, why is my whole face like congested? Mm, I'm like, oh, yeah, you have allergies. I you should take some. Medicine. I will say uh, the year 2020, year of our Lord, uh, many of you may have heard about this thing called COVID. Global COVID pandemic. 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 Uh, but, uh, and many of you probably have strong feelings about masks one way or the other, uh, please email dan at lordoflordschurch.org. To t- I don't, if that's your real email at church, I apologize if you get any emails. But I will just say that one of the best things, a lot of bad things came out of COVID. Uh, but one of the best things is when it came to masks, it was, we were like used to wearing them. And then I like was doing yard work one day and I'm like, why don't I just wear my mask while I'm doing yard work? And then I'll get less of the pollen and dust and stuff in my mouth and my nose. And so that I still do to this day, whenever I have to cut the grass or whatever, I wear a mask and I'm like, you know what this, I should have been doing this all along. But it took a global pandemic for me to learn. You're such a sheep, Dave. Outside <laughs> wearing a mask. That's fine. When you're up at night rubbing your nose like this and you can't fall asleep, I'm asleep like a peaceful little sheep. Dave, you ready for the hot take? Let me hear the hot take. Give it to me. Air conditioning ruined neighborhood communities forever. Okay. Uh, I I'm interested to hear your thesis here well i guess that's the thesis but here you work it out um i i can see maybe where you're going also not sure how it connects with yard work but i'm ready for it all so so let's hear it are you uh have you turned your air conditioning on yet we did for like two days and then we turned it back off so picture this okay pre-air conditioning Uh uh-huh summertime springtime it's hot outside. 
Mm-hmm. Do you want to be inside? Um, no, probably not. Do you want to be in the house or do you want to be outside the house? I want to be outside or inside like the house. A sprinkler you want to be outside the house, right? Most, and yes, so, yes. And so uh, pre-air conditioning, we had neighborhoods where at mm. night, summer nights, you couldn't sit inside and watch TV. You couldn't sit inside, listen to the radio. Couldn't sit inside. You didn't want to at all. So where was it cooler? It was cooler outside. So you'd have multiple families outside, and this would lead to you chatting with your neighbors, the kids playing together outside instead of inside on their um, play boxes and their X stations. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And once the air conditioning came into every household, those neighborhood communities would be changed forever. Yeah, I hear you. We had for a while, like I did not grow up with central air all of the time. We had at least a window unit. If I remember correctly, it started with just one and it was in my parents' bedroom. Jerks. But then we got <laughs> then we got another one that was in like the main living room. So then like me and my brothers, we would many a night, we would just like sleep on the couch and or floors in the living room because it was cooler. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, and then, and I think we would normally just run it at night because my parents didn't want it running all day. So yeah, you would hear your friends playing outside. So even that was like a a call to go outside. Whereas now, you know, your windows are shut and uh, you got the air running. So there's like a low buzz. So you don't even hear people outside. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Dan. We our modern comforts have made us all isolated and now we don't live in community in any meaningful way anymore. And so if you are going to spend time outside, you want it to look nice, right? It's an extension of your house. Yes. The 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 grass is an extension of your carpet. Your patio is an extension of your living room. You're you're being outside and, and the more you're outside, the nicer you want it to be. And so therefore what comes with a nice yard? What comes with nice backyard? What comes with a clean outside? Maintenance. Oh, chores? Chores. Yard work, right? Character. Oh. Character building. Muscles. <laughs> passive and active caloric intake <laughs> that you don't need to go outside. to the gym. The gym is your outside cleaning yeah. your house. Dave, do you have a green thumb? Can we see? Can we see your green thumb? No green thumbs Ooh. for me. Um, no, I I don't really have a green thumb. Uh, when when Lee and I first got married, I made fun of her because she was unable to keep houseplants alive, but she really wanted to. She has since developed uh, the discipline and techniques necessary to keep our inside plants alive. But also, last year, I think it was, Uh, We started a little garden outside. We grew tomatoes. Tomatoes we were most, like the grape tomatoes, we were most successful with, but we're trying new things this year. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Uh, I just kind of, when it comes to yard work, I do like the grunt work. So I'm cutting the grass. I'm doing the weed whacking, um, you know, raking and bagging leaves uh, during the fall. Uh, But I'm I'm the muscle. Uh, Leah gives more of the the tlc to the yard she's the finesse she's she's more the finesse yes it's a good it's a good duo you know every every tag team needs 
the 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 enforcer and the and then the finesse. So, uh, I mean, you you got how about you guys? Because I know you're living the farm life when it comes to animals, but what about when it comes to to yard work? Yeah, if if we want to get it done outside, it's basically if it's for better or for worse, if it's done, it's me doing it. You know, Julie's keeping the four girls alive. She's working a full time job. She's doing full time running our children's program and church and all the, you know, going through grad school. If anything's getting done outside or not getting done, which happens, <laughs> it's me. Yeah, we we've yeah. tried. We've, um, you know, to varying degrees of success, have had vegetable gardens. Um, mm. Speaking of COVID, that was probably the best it's ever done because we were mm. around yeah. to weed it more often. Right. And Julie did that summer. Um, did a lot of the weeding around our vegetable plants. Uh, yeah. And with that, you know, flowers here and there, pulled some weeds. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a bigger yard, uh, front yard and backyard at Ulrich Acres. And so we have uh, a riding lawnmower. So that's like mm. baller. Uh, lots yeah, of fun. Yeah. I don't mind yeah. doing that. We, my, uh, my in-laws moved to a, retirement community or whatever you call it. Right. So there's an HOA. So their yard is taken care of. But they so they gave us their riding lawnmower when oh. they did that. And I'm like, yeah, like that is it's pretty sweet. Our yard is probably it's like right at the edge of like neat do you want a riding lawnmower or not? But then when you get one for free, that answer becomes really easy. But yes, we <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, we definitely need one and couldn't live without it. I'd much it. rather sit and cut the grass <laughs> than stand and walk yes. and cut the grass. Yes, it is. It's true. It's true. Do, do you but have it a does, favorite? I mean, do I have a favorite? Um, I mean, I guess it would be it. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing to do yard work wise. I guess yeah. it would be cutting the grass. Like, um, I, I think... The other one, cutting the grass and raking the leaves are like the two major ones that I do. And raking the leaves is the worst. I yes. spend more time thinking how to do it most efficiently than I spend doing it. Like if I, I remember, <clears throat> it was probably before I was married, but I wasn't living at my parents anymore. They asked me to like come over and help like rake the leaves or whatever. And I did it by myself in their backyard, but I legit was like, Hmm. Maybe I can get my dad. I can like go buy a leaf blower and I'll just like, I'll use it for today, but then I'll give it to him for father's day. I like <laughs> spend time on my phone, like looking up prices. I'm like, how can I just like get this done the fastest, which the answer is probably just do it. But instead I just spend a lot of time thinking about how I could not be doing it and it could still get done. So yeah, we've for had... that, for that reason, I say <laughs> mowing the grass. <laughs> We've we used to do um for our like missions trip youth group things, we used to do yard uh, raking. So we would go to different people's houses in the congregation that signed up and rake their leaves. And without fail, there would be one kid that would show up with his leaf blower. Yes, and yes. uh and after you know fiddling with it for half an hour while everyone else is raking, he'd finally <laughs> get it going. And then he would just and just blow it everywhere. Like no rhyme or reason. Just just put <laughs> right, it right. in the air. Put all that, you know, the pollen and the dust and everything in the air. While everyone's like, 
can you please just put it down? Like we're raking it. You know exactly where the leaves are going as you're raking it. We're doing it in unison, bringing it out to the curb. It's like, can you please stop just blowing leaves everywhere? Yeah. The other thing about like raking leaves too is depending on like, do you want to wait until they all fall and then Mm. you rake them? Or are you going to do it in series? Because I've done it like early in the fall before because we do get a pretty decent amount of leaves in our backyard. So, you know, I don't want us drowning in leaves. So I go out there and I rake it. But then by the time I'm done raking, it looks like I need to rake again. And I'm like, that's annoying. That's pretty disheartening. (laughs) Whereas when you cut the grass, it's not like it doesn't even if your grass grows fast doesn't grow that fast like you're gonna get a solid you know couple days before you even notice that it's growing again so uh right you get to enjoy your work a little bit longer there i know i'm with you the same cutting the grass is like having the riding mower but even before that i that was like one of my chores growing up i would cut my parents grass and uh you know you find the patterns of like Oh, if I cut it this way, then it, then I run the lines this way, or this will be more efficient. You're like thinking through that, but then it's also when you're done, it's like, you see what you did. Mm -hmm. You see the, the, um, the result of your labor. Uh, whereas, uh, there's some other things, like you said, leaf raking is like, then they start falling, like as you're doing it, or (laughs) even like with, with planting seeds or things like that. It's not as like an immediate gratification yeah. necessarily, yep. um, but yep. that's good. Yeah, and leaves leaves are the worst. I'm I'm the same way. Like I bought this huge bagger that hooks up to the back of the riding the mower. lawnmower. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna try that. Um, next. Yes, that's my. Yeah, I have I have definitely done that. I've turned the riding lawnmower into my leaf destroyer because um, that's much more happy but i will say uh to kind of uh to start to lead us into the the point of it all uh i when i have the discipline because i don't always have the discipline to go out and do yard work whether it's raking leaves or a riding mower without headphones and like if i'm not listening to music or a podcast those moments do end up being for me a time of connection with god uh where you know i'm able to I think there's something about like having my body be involved and my mind isn't distracted by the music or the podcast that um, it becomes kind of like a moment of prayer, but also just a moment of like peace and calm where I'm able to hear from God. Um, So probably should do that more often than I do because there's always another podcast to listen to. I just, which is always our podcast, obviously the gospel, the first and the only podcast. I just listen to it over and over and over again. Uh, but um, yeah, I think I have found it when I can get to be disciplined enough to do it, that there is like a, a tranquility and, and a, a meeting of God in those moments when I'm able to do some yard work without distraction. There's been the same thing with me before I had like noise canceling headphones. It was like, I would mm. try to listen to it while cutting the yeah. grass. Yeah, and yeah, I'd just yeah. be like, you can't hear anything. So it's like, all right, God, what do you got for me? Yeah. Yep. So you should all do that as well. If you are, have listened to every single episode of this so far, then and if you you're, can take off yes. your headphones. Right. Of course. And if you're a city dweller, then just go to the suburbs and just start cutting somebody's grass for him. You know? Yeah. Have you ever it's seen that guy's like TikToks? 
the guy just like walks up and he's like, can I cut your grass for free? I have not seen that. No, man. But now you're that out, you're not, you're not in the, you're not in the dad, dad landscaping uh, <laughs> algorithm I, for your, uh, I'm socials. not, I wasn't yet, but now my phone's right <laughs> here recording us. So it knows, it knows it'll be there. All right, Dave, you ready for the Bible breakdown? <gasps> and here comes the breakdown. So we haven't done one of these in a while, but uh, we are going to break it down. We're going to look at some uh, Bible stories, Bible verses that have to do uh, with um, tangentially yard work. Uh, And it being in the middle, we are recording this right in the middle of the NFL draft. Round one was last night. And so so Dave, I have uh, before us the BAD, the Bible agriculture draft okay nice i like it so we are each going to choose uh in draft order uh i'll let you go first our top three favorite bible stories bible verses uh that have to deal with the principles of or specifically maybe even talking about um agriculture yard work uh, those types of things. And you could tell us why it's your favorite uh, and, you know, try to get the, the, the ones off the board. And, and if I draft one, that means you are never allowed to do a sermon about it again. <laughs> okay. Unless you want to you know, trade me something for it. Right, right, right. Obviously like a bowl of soup <laughs> or my, my yes. birthright. <laughs> okay. So you can go first. Uh, oh, and I get to I'll go first. My first round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I if I get first pick, I'm gonna go with that time that God planted a garden uh, in <laughs> in Eden, uh, and it was beautiful, and it was paradise, and it was made just for humans, and humans were made just for it, and uh, pretty sweet, pretty sweet place. So I'm gonna go with the Garden of Eden. Uh, as as my first mm. agricultural pick, chapter one, verse one, and also pick one. Yep, well, I guess yep. He didn't create the garden in verse one, but chapter one, pick one. <laughs> the the one oh one, oh one oh one. That's one of those like heaven moments when it's like just want to know what it like looked like. Um, mm. you know, not necessarily about the nakedness, uh, but just you know what what did the garden look like? What did the plants yeah, yeah. look like? Uh, and you know, if you've done anything, any research about our current fruits and vegetables, even in the last hundred years, they've gotten less nutritious. And Mm. so you got to think, uh, some of the fruits and vegetables that were available. Yeah. Uh, were amazing. Prime for sure. Without, you know, without sin, without the fall, (laughs) my, my one of one, I'm going mustard seed. Mm. Matthew 13, then he told him the parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field, though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants. It becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Mm. I like that. Little seed, big results. You know, he doesn't have the measurables, the mustard Mm -hmm. seed, you know, went through the combine, didn't pop his (laughs) vertical you know, his height, his wingspan uh, did not pop, uh, but uh, come game time, when he makes it into the league, he's going to develop 
uh, great story uh, talking about faith. Uh, we'll maybe talk about seeds a little later, but uh, great story, very preachable, yeah. very uh, Instagramable t-shirt uh, quality. You can put that picture on a t-shirt. Uh, so mustard seeds, sure. first round mustard pick. seed. Good pick, good pick. Uh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna just back up a little bit to the beginning of chapter 13 and I you're go say with the back parable up in front of your other um, pick because that was, that was pretty <laughs> no uh, parable of the sower uh, in the beginning of Matthew 13. Uh, there's a few more verses here, so I won't read the whole thing like you did. But farmer goes out sows seed some falls on the good soil, others on bad soil, and it either grows up and uh, produces crops 160, 30 times what was sown, uh, but uh, other times it gets choked out or doesn't grow at all. But I think um, just a reminder to the faithfulness of the farmer to sow seed uh, wherever, but the spiritual implications of, you know, the results are not up to us. Our, our faithfulness is about going and, and sowing that seed, uh, not necessarily the results. Mm. Good. Hit them with the parables. Boom. All right. My round two, I'm going Genesis 37. Joseph, he had a dream. Mm-hmm. And when he told his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to listen to this dream. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. Mm. So it took a lot mm. of boldness. Uh, Joseph, you want that kind of grit in a, in a player, um, a boldness <laughs> to say something, even when people didn't want to hear it, to stand up, to be a leader in the clubhouse. Uh, for that. And this story uh, of Joseph, you know, transformed the world forever. Uh, it had uh, ramifications that uh, of him being sold into slavery, him rising up and being faithful in Egypt, uh, and then the entire nation uh, of Israel uh, ending up in Egypt, and then Moses, the Exodus. Uh, going to the promised land, Ten Commandments. Uh, pivotal scene here of him making his brothers mad because of this dream, so that it starts off a chain of events that, uh, you know, that we see till today. You know, Passover, yeah. um, all that. And so I'm going Joseph's dream of the sheaves of grain. Pick two. I like it. The good pick, good pick. I'm going to go with. Um, I don't know what. I, it's kind of it's a little bit of a a twofer here, if I may. Uh, oh, but the, we'll see, we'll see, we'll we'll see what the what the people say. Uh, but the the laws, I forget. I feel like there's a, a title or a name given to them that's escaping me. Right? Oh, the gleaning laws. Uh, so that when you go and you uh, pick your harvest, that uh, you're supposed to leave the outside edges. And anything that as you like pile up what you're harvesting, if it falls to the ground, you're not to go back and pick it up, but you're to leave it there so that poor the poor of the community, but also uh, immigrants and travelers, sojourners can go and they can uh, pick up that and they can feed themselves with that. So that is in that is baked into the law 
of Moses. Uh, Leviticus 23, 22 uh, is where it talks about that. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the edges of your field, nor gather the gleaning of your harvest. You are to leave them for the poor and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And then we actually see that play out in the book of Ruth, that uh, Ruth is follows Naomi, and uh, she is that stranger and poor person in the land. She is a, a Moabite woman, and she goes and uh, she ends up becoming uh, a key figure in the line of David and ultimately the line of Jesus. Um, and she was able to sustain herself and Naomi and meet her husband because of these laws. So I'm going with the gleaning laws. I think a sleeper, but a solid, wow. solid pick here in round four. And we see that come up a little bit, you know, kind of baked into Jesus, you know, with fighting with the Pharisees about the Sabbath laws. And, you know, mm, yeah, that's yep. that's what his disciples are doing, basically. They're right. do, they're gleaning in that point. They're travelers. Um, mm -hmm. They don't have their own farms at that time when they're, you know, following Jesus right. around uh, Galilee and that they're picking things to eat because they're hungry. And the yep. Pharisees um, start to jump on them. And again, missing the true heart of the law of, you know, caring for one another, mm -hmm. caring for the underrepresented. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. My last pick. Uh, oh, I have two on my board here. Um, all right. I'm Leave go me John. the one I'm thinking. This go is ahead. the last pick. We're doing three rounds. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Okay. So I don't have to come so up with another one. Go for it. <laughs> All right. This is John 12. Um, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Uh, so just, you know, Jesus giving us that that uh, visual of his of his death, but then also uh, our response to it that we are to in turn uh, reproduce one after another as, as seeds do as uh, we see uh, happen in farming in that way. Yeah, and a, the great spiritual truth that is represented through physical uh, reality as well, that death leads to new life. That's right. It's a big so, deal, Dave. big deal in Christianity. Yeah. Uh, everybody's wondering, and people have been asking the question uh, a lot, mm, uh, mm. what is the gospel according to yard work? Mm. Well, I think, uh, one, after after that pick of John 12, uh, but also coming off the heels of Ted Lasso, I'm tempted to say uh, that the gospel, uh, according to yard work, is about how death leads to new life. Uh, but I think we covered that with the gospel of good old Teddy boy over there. So I'm going to go with a, another uh, aspect. And I'm going to say that the gospel, according to yard work, is uh, an invitation into the reconciling and saving work of Jesus Christ. That from uh, the beginning, from Genesis chapter 3, um, God says to Adam that uh, now you will work the land, but the land will work against you as well. And I think part of our entering into yard work, whether it is just cutting your grass, planting flowers, or uh, creating your own backyard farm, or if you are a farmer uh, at some larger scale, that we are um, 
working to push back the effects of of the fall of the curse on the land that we are trying to regain dominion over God's creation uh, to use it so that it can flourish and that we can flourish uh, in the land. And so I think um, it is a way to step into that uh, when we read in the New Testament that through Jesus, God was reconciling all things to himself. Uh, Certainly that means humanity, but I think that means creation as well. And so we are to store creation well, we are to to use it well. And I think that yard work is a small example and a small way that we can step into that work. I like it. Uh, I had, I think, Absolutely. That that way. And so much of stuff when we are spiritually minded, like you said, when we take off our headphones and we allow God to work through us, there's so much that we can learn around us through physical things of of being one allowing God to talk through us. And that's why the parables and illustrations and the Bibles and sermons are so important because they take these spiritual um, truths and they make them more palatable to us that there's these kind of infinite, you know, wisdom of God that we can't always grasp at because we have finite minds. We don't fully understand it. Um, but there's so many of these. That's why we see the perils. That's why we see Jesus talking about seeds, about uh, trees, about plants, about working, uh, uh, things that people would know and understand. Uh, one of these truths that uh, it was one of my first sermons ever maybe i gave at big church as you know a first time home owner and like dave you talked about like trying to plant things and grow things and and it seems like they are so fickle like plants Mm. are so fickle you water them too much they die you don't water them enough, they die. Too much sunlight, they die. Not enough sunlight, they die. You know, like the conditions have to be just right. And then on the other side of it, we have dandelions, we have weeds, we have things that are growing in a millimeter crack in concrete <laughs> right. with no problem, no, you know, pampering, no fertilizer, no, you know, extra rain. And I, I thought about that as our, our Christian faith and kind of going into as Christians, sometimes we're so fickle, like mm. with our with our relationships, with our maybe even our church and our ministry that um, somebody looks at us the wrong way. It's like, I'm going to a different church. You know, th- the first look at adversity in our lives and it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm gone. God, you said that if, you know, anything I ask in your name, I would be given. And then I asked, I prayed one time for it and I wasn't given it immediately. I'm gone. I'm out. And I, I thought about that as that way of the plants. And, and I was like, man, in my faith, in my relationship, in my ministry, I want to be more like the dandelion. I want to be more like the weed where uh, even if the conditions around me aren't perfectly uh, perfect, I'm going to follow after Christ. I'm My faith is going to be strong enough that I don't need everything just right for me to flourish, for me to want to follow after God. Um that the only sun shine I need is S O N uh, sun, Dave. Uh, and uh, so that, that like, that was something as far as, you know, yard work that we, we, you know, how much, like you were saying, the toil do we do, you know, pulling up weeds and stuff, but that in our, in our faith that we would be 
strong like weed um, and not (laughs) fickle like anything I ever try and plant and just wants Mm. to die. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I also I was uh, I was thinking or it just occurred to me as you were talking that there's like a distance between us and the land. Now you talked about at the beginning, like air conditioning, kind of keeping us indoors. And certainly we lose a, we lose communal aspect because of that, but we also lose more than that. Like we lose our relationship to the land. And I think in our like Western American culture, that, that probably doesn't even mean anything to most of the people who hear me say that. But, um, you know, I think I've, I've learned to listen to like people from indigenous cultures, whether it's uh, Native Americans or, you know, just indigenous to other places. They tend to have more of a close, closer relationship to the land uh, to which they belong. And I think that's true when we read the Old Testament, too. There was such a relationship between the Israelites and the land, the promised land. And even, uh, you know, as they're prepared to enter into the promised land, God says, you know, obey me and obey my laws and I will bless you and I will bless the land. But if you disobey me, then I will cut you off from the land and I will the land will grow uh, barren. And so there is like a, a close relationship to it. And I think, you know, the the image that we're given of humanity in its original creation and in before a sinful state is in a garden where humans mm-hmm. responsibility was to care for the garden. So I think there's probably more than I even could begin to express myself. But I do believe that there's something about working the land that that does get us back to a place that we're supposed to be, that we do meet God in that place. Um, and, you know, God is was the first gardener, right? He created the Garden of Eden. So there is right. something God-like, um, something about being image bearers that I think we're supposed to have a connection to the ground. I don't think that means everyone's supposed to be a farmer, but I also don't think it means that how we are living uh, or like always Uh, trying to level up when it comes to technology and remove ourselves from the land. I I think that is an unhealthy place for us to be. Do you want to play a game? Do I? Yes. Let's do it. As long as it's not yard work. No, this game is called don't be stressing. Pastor Dave's got an object lesson. Oh, I like it. I like it. All right. So this, (laughs) um, so the scenario with this is last minute, five minutes before um, church happens. Um, mm-hmm. For the children's message, uh, the person I was supposed to do it got um, got held up, got sick. You know, car wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. They did not show up. They overslept. Uh, whatever okay. it is, and so um, the pastor or the person in charge um, says, "Dave, uh, can you do pastor's pals? Can you do the children's message?" And then they hand you a random object. Okay. Okay. So yes. Dave has not seen any of these objects before. Um, well, I might have don't seen be them. Stressing. <laughs> you have you've not been prepared that you are going yes, to have to. Yes, I have not prepared lesson. for this. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing? I've never seen it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but don't be stressing, <laughs> Patrick. Dave, Pastor Dave's got an object lesson. Um, Patrick. Okay, Dave. so this is so this is um, this is our yard uh 
edition of this. So this game might come up again, but this is our yard edition of it. So okay. uh, this is the time when you want to be uh, watching us on YouTube. So you can see the video of it, see the reaction, see what the tool actually looks like. Um, but I will say the name of it for those of you who are audio only. Are you ready, Dave? Okay. I'm ready. Are you are you stressing? Why would I be? I have an object lesson. So first one, we have a little hand rake here. A metal, little metal, metal hand rake. Hand held rake. Okay. T teach the kids about the kingdom of heaven, Dave. <laughs> All right. All right, children, uh, make your way to the frontier. Uh, Miss Sally couldn't make it today. Uh, she was vomiting uh, in her room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she wanted to tell you guys uh, a little bit about uh, life here. And so I have this metal rake. Who's seen one of these before? Oh, you have, Timmy? Good, good. Love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so today our, our lesson is about uh, digging up hard things. Has anyone ever helped their parents uh, with yard work before? And sometimes you have to dig deep, right? And you have to, to if you're going to plant a tree or a flower, and then there's hard roots in there that if you let them stay in there, they'll choke out the plant. And so sometimes you need something rough and hard like this metal rake here to, to get those metal roots out of there, to clear out the soil so that the new plant can have lots of life. And there are things in your life that are sometimes shouldn't be there that you need to get out. Like maybe sometimes you're selfish with your brother or sister and you don't want to share, but you need to get rid of that. And so you can use a metal rake to get rid of that. And then your whole life can be a nice bed of soil that lets Jesus grow. All right, let's pray. Pastor Dave, we live in an apartment. <laughs> well, then this can be used to beat up intruders. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks. Uh, I'm not stressing, man. You got, you got an object Woo. lesson. Good, good, good. All right. Next object. We got gasoline <laughs> tank. Mm. Yes. You know, I like it. For all your power tools. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you just took a sniff. That's not great. Um uh, <laughs> Daniel, Danny, Danny, stop smelling the gas. Stop smelling the gas, Danny. <laughs> All right. Does anybody know what we use gasoline for? No. Motel no. cocktails. <laughs> yes, Molotov cocktails. Also, uh, to run either your lawnmowers or your weed whackers. And without that fuel, those tools become useless. They just sit there, take up space, and they rain, uh, get rained on, and they rust up. And then they're destroyed, and they're useless. But with their proper fuel, they can be moving well. And for those of us who are followers of Jesus, our fuel is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us to run effectively and to do all the things that God has called us to do. And there are ways to refuel, to uh, get in touch with our power source through prayer, through reading scripture. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we do that. And let's pray now. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> next one. Yes. We have... 
ear protection mm. for your uh when you're cutting the grass using the chainsaw yes yes ear protection yeah noise canceling headphones um pastor dave are those beats by dre <laughs> uh no but you can grow your own beats um like dwight Schrute. These are noise-canceling headphones because sometimes when we're doing the work that we're supposed to do, there can be distracting noises or even damaging noises that make it hard to continue that work. When we're doing yard work, that is the loud sound of a weed whacker or a chainsaw or some other power tool. But in our lives, we're called to do hard work at times. And there can be noise that makes it hard to keep going. Sometimes that is the voice of people who tell us that we're not good enough or that it's not what we're doing isn't going to work and we should try something else. And we want to listen to those voices because, oh, maybe they're right. And so we start to do things their way. But we have to put on our noise canceling headphones so that the only voice that we have and the only instruction that we have to follow is God's word and God's instruction for our lives. Those aren't real beats by Dre. Those are dupes. <laughs> You're right. We were on no, a budget, that was... kid. <laughs> that was a good word. I like that. That will preach. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> All right, last one. You ready? All right, I'm ready. That was a good. That was a good visual bit. Um, We'll see if we can <laughs> if we can get that on the YouTubes there. Um, so that was a, a leaf blower for those <laughs> for those who missed it. Um, all right. So much like last week's lesson, who remembers last week's lesson where we talked about noise canceling headphones uh, and there are voices that we have to tune out? Well. Uh, sometimes there are people who want to speak life into us, and then sometimes there's people who are just full of hot air, and you have to ignore them. All right, let's pray. I wasn't here because my mom Sally was throwing up. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. I, 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 I used all my good stuff on the previous three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be stressing. Pastor Dave, he's got an object lesson. Mm. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of the coalition of tea gatters. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms that exist or have ever existed. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. If you want to watch this episode, uh, we usually put the uncut episode up there too. So you might, you know, get to see a little extra things there. Get to see the visuals, uh, the visual gags. Uh, Follow us on the farmer's almanac. Uh, at TGAT podcast, TGAT podcast. Thank you for sharing the gospel according to with your family, with your friends, with your enemies. Uh, you go over to somebody's house, just pick up their phone and subscribe. Give us a five star rating on their phone. Um, share it with your neighbor that has the Nike Air Monarchs that are stained green from cutting mm. uh, his grass. 
Mm. You don't cut. You got. That's why. That's what New Balances are for. Cutting the grass. Uh, you can also send us a mailbag question on social medias, or uh, even by cutting it into a crop circle, or emailing us at tgatpod at gmail We'd be happy to answer that question for you. I uh, make sure that you're doing your part in certainly caring for God's creation, but also obeying the Great Commission by helping us spread the gospel according to podcast. One great way to do that is leaving a five-star rating and review like Faith Made Stronger did on Apple Podcast. The subject is amazing podcast with not one, but two exclamation points. This show offers a fresh perspective of the Bible and its teachings. The host, that's me and Dan, provide an insightful and well-researched analysis on the word and have excuse me, and have deepened my understanding and appreciation for the Bible, would recommend to anyone and everyone. Thank you so much, Faith Made Stronger, for that beautiful five-star rating and written review. Make sure that you... anyone and everyone. And everyone. Uh, Be sure to leave your own review, and you can hear it here next week on your favorite Hump Day podcast. This was the gospel according to Yard Work. Yard More aggressive than I think I'm going to be when it comes to Arbor Day. Cannabis. For dry eyes, use clear eyes. You're such a sheep, Dave. Outside wearing a mask. Uh, but don't be stressing. Patrick Dave, Pastor Dave's got an object lesson. Those metal roots. Every analogy falls apart at some point. And like, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, so do we like run out of the spirit? And then when we, <laughs> and then we pray to get more of it. Like, how does that work? But this was the gospel according to Yard Work.